Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Rimble, joined as always by Bo Brock and Frank Sanders in studio, Mr. Thirsty Thursday. Number yes, one is back and hanging with us today. Hey, look, I, I am thirsty today, too. Look, I played a little golf this morning. And uh, it's a little hot outside. No, I don't believe that. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Like, what am I? What else would I be doing but playing golf? I can play golf, but it is uh, the the valley is kind of it's right. You know, the temperature's rising right now, man. It's a hundred consistently right now for the most part. Uh, About one o'clock, so around that window of time. But I, I need. I'm thirsty right now. I'm really thirsty. I can't wait. This, This subject we got to talk about today makes me even more thirstier. We're still feeling the heat from that rap sheet interview yesterday, Bo. Absolutely. Ian Rappaport coming on. He had a nice frosty beverage, I believe. We, we're still trying to <laughs> nail down what, what old rap sheet was enjoying while he was talking to us on the show. But it was it was kind of off. It was after office hours for Ian Rappaport. And, you know, he was just he was just enjoying himself, joining PHNX Cardinals as Frank is. Great to have Frank back in the fold. You know, fresh off the links, ready to talk some Cardinals football. A lot to talk about. Like, this is supposed to be the slow season, but we are just like, we're jam-packed today, Johnny. Yeah. We would not have it any other way. We're rocking and rolling here, and we were talking off-air before the show about, you know, we had the rap sheet interview, we had the schedule release, and somewhere in between ESPN, say what you want about ESPN, they put out some good information. They've got this football power index. I don't know if you guys have seen this goes from data analytics and basically just cuts through the bullshit and says, here are some advanced numbers as it relates to teams percentage to win loss, make the playoffs, Super Bowl, divisional round, all that good stuff. And, you know, we love pro football focus on this show. But if, you know, analytics were, you know, a trend here, the Cardinals aren't a PFF darling per se. Well, in this ESPN football power index, Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, they're a top 10 team ahead of both Seattle and the San Francisco 49ers. This was released and we're going to contextualize it a little bit just for the Cardinals. This comes from ESPN football power index. A lot of data goes into this, but in total, they rank them as the ninth best team in the NFL, giving them a better than 52% chance, 53.9 to be precise to make the playoffs to, to win the division at 30%, damn near 30%, I, I would say that's pretty good odds when you're in a division with the Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams, and a team, by and large, San Francisco 49ers made the Final Four last year. Then they give them a better chance to make the divisional round at 32.3%. That's one out of three. If you were to give me those odds today, Bo and Frank, like you're going to get one out of three odds. The Cardinals are going to be in the divisional round. Hell yeah, I would take that. Conference title game, NFC championship game, obviously drops a little bit at 16%. Super Bowl, right? Not quite one out of 10, but just a little, maybe like one out of 12 odds. And then winning the Super Bowl, you know, listen, I would say one out of 25 sounds about right. So, Ball, start with you. You look at these numbers and and what stands out? Nerds. This is a big nerd stat. <laughs> this is absolutely what it is. And look, if it's going to play into the Arizona Cardinals' favor, I'm, I'm all for it because I think that the Arizona Cardinals are absolutely a, a team that's knocking on the door, probably not a top 10 team right now, just like they were at this point last offseason. 
They are yeah. a team that uh, a lot of things have to go right for them in the regular season for them to become a top 10 team. And they certainly did. They were a top five team. They were in the discussion as a top three team at one point last year until the wheels fell off. But uh, what is football power index measures the team's true strength on net point scale expected point margin versus average opponent on a neutral field. Blah. You know, all those like big get time my, nerds. Get my glances on all the nerds here. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> But look, are the Arizona Cardinals a top 10 team? Look, it's a talented roster. I think that they have they have talent all up and down this roster. But to say there, there you go, Johnny. Johnny's playing yeah, we'll, the part. Yeah, we'll put my <laughs> on here. Where's my calculator? I want to get these advanced stats here for the podcasting people. But no, oh. continue on, Bo. But I love that you can kind of sift through the BS. You can sift through people's opinion. You can sift through, you know, where the biases are because it's just cold, hard numbers. And when you look at what the Arizona Cardinals have, they have talent. They have it uh, across the board. I mean, I, I, I can name it's. This is not going to be me going through their depth chart. It's Kyler Murray. It's James Conner. It's DeAndre Hopkins when he gets back. Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride. They've got a, you know, a, a Decent offensive line. It's not terrible. And then on the defensive side of the football, J.J. Watt, Marcus Golden, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Byron Murphy. You have a lot of talent in the development also uh, that you're going to rely upon as far as Zayvon Collins. Happy birthday, by the way. And in Isaiah Simmons. It's uh, it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals have talent across the board. They have impact makers. And in a cap league, you know, they're on the outside of like the real contenders. But as far as in the conversation for a top 10 team, I, I can follow this this football power index and, and see how they got there. Someone spiked the Kool-Aid, man. Bottom line. <laughs> There's no way in the world that you're going to say this team here is a top 10 team. I like the white, I like the, the name that you called out, but in reality, like this, I just, I'm not sold that we fixed some of the problems that we had. We didn't fix our defensive line. We still got problems in our, in our linebacking court. They're young. They still got to get together. Um, but maybe they see something that I'm missing. I mean, there are options when initially I thought, that this is the same team that was considered to only win no more than nine games this season, though. Can you get to the playoffs out the way if you just win nine? Can you really it's, be the darling of the NFL, at at least in the top ten, if you potentially can only win nine games? And that's what was projected for this team to kind of come out, considering I think that was where we was right after the draft, and they had that idea that this team was not well put together in the, in the mindset that what other teams had done. We had not gone hard, heavy in free agency, and we had done, we had done not much when it comes to Kyler Murray in that conversation of, you know, where, where, where was he mentally and emotionally without, without, without his contract? So the idea that we're in the top 10 right now, I'm, uh, I'm going to need, I'm going to need some more analytics for, for, for this or more, or more drinks. How many, yeah, for sure. How many teams make the playoffs now? Is it seven in each conference now? There's, there's the four division winners, three wild card teams. Does that sound right, gentlemen? So 14 yes. teams make the playoffs. So you would say definitively, you know, ninth, the Cardinals are a playoff team. You know, I saw something pretty um, encouraging the, this afternoon. It doesn't have to do with this football power index, but Pro Football Focus, our friends there, Sam Monson, friend of the program, we had him on earlier this week. They put out a graphic today, and it had the five best quarterbacks under 30 in the NFL. Uh, Kyler Murray was not part of this list. That's what? not what I what I was, you know, what? taken back by. All five were in the AFC. Joe Burrow, in, in no specific order, Lamar, Jackson, Joe Burrow, Zach Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, or ja, not Zach Allen, Josh Allen. All five come yes. from the AFC. So I think even if you're not buying this football power index, even if you think the Cardinals have holes, 
they have a differentiator under center that 90% of the teams in the NFC just do not have. This was a shit quarterback class. This was a <laughs> shitty free agent quarterback class. When you've got the commanders, the commandos, whatever the hell that is, trading for, for Carson Wentz, who Jim Irsay couldn't ship him out of town fast enough. If you're Carolina and you feel like, well, our team's pretty good. We got Sam Darnold, maybe Baker Mayfield. I saw an article headline before this show, gentlemen. Seattle, right now, Geno Smith has the lock over uh, over the edge over Drew Lock <laughs> to be the starting quarterback. That tells me all I need to know. So even the Car- Cardinal schedule is brutal, right? They've got issues at depth, defensive tackle, outside linebacker remain concerns for me, you know, backup running back. But if Kyler Murray, and we've said this over and over and over again, if Kyler Murray plays 17 games, number one, he will put up historically great numbers. Number two, they will make the playoffs. I firmly believe that. You get number one, K1, for a full season, not missing quarters, not missing games in November, right? You don't have that luxury this year anyway because the second half of your schedule is brutal. But, Bo, I believe, like, the football power index is probably saying, yeah, they're missing some key players, but Kyler Murray, when he's on, is a top-five quarterback, and, of course, that's good enough for a playoff spot. And, and not just Kyler Murray, but that offense. When you look at how they break down where, you know, most of the production is going to come, is it the offensive side of the football? Is it the defensive side of the football? It's on the offensive side of the football where, you know, offensively they give them a 3.5, and in defense they're just above zero. They're 0. 0.8. They're, they're mm. almost a, a, at a one. So they're they're expecting that this offense is going to be what's going to carry this, this Arizona Cardinals team in 2022 and it absolutely has to and I, I think that it needs to, those numbers have to increase like the projection they have to they have to best these projections they have to be yeah. an offense that comes out and they have to be better they have to be elite because I see the Dallas Cowboys ahead of them and they get a big they, they lean heavily on their offense and the Arizona Cardinals need to become one of those teams like that just yeah. needs to be their calling card what they've invested in that like Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, James Conner, Zach Ertz, DeAndre Hopkins, all the draft capital, you know, beyond the first round. It has to be that offensive side of the football that is going to get them to where they want to go. And then, look, if the, if they can play a little bit of defense and they can make some tweaks, that's all gravy. But, look, your offense is, with Kyler Murray, that's got to be it. And uh, that's what the expectation is, it looks like, through these nerd numbers. You know, I think offense win championships anyway. So if, <laughs> I agree with that. Frank, you're making all the sense in the world. <laughs> hey, offense win championships, brother. And that, that offense, that offense is loaded with a bunch of talent. Hopefully these guys yep. can stay healthy. Healthy DA on the program always says what well, we need, a little bit of luck. And that's health. And you need guys that man to be kind of peaking at the right spot. And that that those are the two things that well, I can I can agree with this team based upon that. This team has been tested, tried and true in a lot of areas. Honestly, as a young quarterback, you know, from in his third year, he had a chance to go to the playoffs for the first time. And I and those are things I think you get to learn with with the young guys that you got. And I think this team right here with with the good veteran leaderships that we do have in certain spots and areas in the back end of our defense, definitely JJ Watts brings. He, he I mean he's the ultimate you know, Captain America on a football team without a doubt. And then everybody else that we got on the offense, uh, this team does, it It does and has the potential. Um, by chance, question guys, and the FBI yeah. idea, did they mention by chance anything that the coach, the uh, Cliff in the coaching process and in his maturing process, I think that would be something that maybe would add to that, that yep. 10. Are the coaches considered, in this, uh, in the FBI position, or I have to believe they are, uh, like coaching history, maybe like strength of schedule, division. I think it probably plays into the fact that the Cardinals 
play their schedule based on a, a second place schedule because they finished in the division last year. But I don't know if they like take Cliff Kingsbury's like coaching record historically. All I know is this, you know, they have almost identical win loss projections of a year ago. And I think a lot of people would argue the team was better last year. To me, that's a positive because it shows renewed belief in Kyler Murray. It shows renewed belief that, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is not everybody's cup of tea. And we get that, but he made the playoffs last year in yeah. a division that was historically great in a division where the other two teams in your, in your division went to the NFC championship game, right. And embarrassed people along the way. So, and beat Tom Brady and beat Aaron Rodgers. Like those are teams that you went four and two against last year. So it, it, I go back to the notion, Bo, like if Cliff Kingsbury is coaching in the NFC East, or if he's coaching in the AFC or excuse me, in the AFC South or something like that, like is Cliff Kingsbury just like one of the guys ingratiated, like, yeah, he's a good coach above 500. Like it's not Bill Belichick, but man, mm -hmm. he's, he's putting this wood chipper with Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Two of those guys we feel like are, are hall of fame locks. I, I, to me, it's not fair for Cliff. He's not perfect, but it's not fair. I mean, it's tough. He, he's, he's, he's facing an uphill climb every year. And especially mm -hmm. with the fact that he's going to be in McVay's shadow. He's the reason he got the gig overall was because everybody yeah. wanted to find their own Sean McVay and they, they bring him in where he has to face Sean McVay twice. And so far Sean McVay is his daddy. And like <laughs> he has one win, Frank, he's got one win over fair, Sean, McVay. Sean McVay is a lot of people. He's got a lot of illegitimate yes. children. Oh Sean my God. He does. He's Bruce he Aaron's daddy. He's got yeah. a lot of kids. He's got he a does. lot of kids. But and that's tough. But but the Arizona Cardinals look—they took care of business four and two in the division last year overall. Yeah, uh, you know, and that's fine. But uh, you know, looking at this overall, as far as you know, it's going to come down to especially after a slow off season where the biggest moves they made were to retain talent. It's going to come to Cliff and these guys developing their young players like yes. David Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Rondell Moore, who I think we're going to talk about here shortly. Like those guys need to take a step in a positive direction. And also your stars have to play like stars. Like how much, how much weight are they putting on the shoulders of a 33 year old JJ Watt? Like that's going to be big for this team. And right. it's just your margin for air, Frank, it, it's not, it's very slim, if not it, non-existent. And we saw that last year, and, but they're, they're going to run it back. And I think that's where, where people are a little concerned. Real quick. Uh, our, do you guys believe our back end, our front end of our schedule, the first nine games, is tougher than the back end, no. where we can we can where we can on the back end like we struggle on the front end, and then on the back end we really start kicking a lot of butt, and then, then it really shows up. They struggle on the front end. The season's over. Uh, yeah. They need to go six and three in the first nine games. When you got teams like Seattle a couple times, you've got Carolina, Philadelphia, winnable games at home. Thank you, Leah. We look at Ooh. the back half. I mean, let's let's be honest. Is it is it a gauntlet? Outside of a little tasty uh, layup on uh, New Year's Day against the uh, God, who's who's even quarterback in that team? Uh, Marcus Mariota's Atlanta <laughs> Falcons. You've got Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, a uh, playoff team last year in San Francisco, Justin Herbert, Bill Belichick, and the Super Bowl champion uh, Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford led L.A. Rams. So, uh, yeah, the Cardinals need to stack some W's uh, in the first half, and I think they can. Uh, they play. They they scheme really well coming into the first half of the season. I think they're going to beat Kansas City in week one because of that. I, I, I'll go on the record right now. I think there's a good yeah. chance they start 2-0 and playing the L.A. Rams kind of like a year ago when they were both 3-0. and So we'll yeah. get to that. But I, I 
to Frank to answer your question, I think they're going to stack some W's here in the first half of their schedule. Speaking of schedule, Bo, you tweeted this out right before we went on air. Uh, this broke. The Arizona Cardinals have revealed their preseason schedule. If you're into that kind of thing, which we very much are here at PHNX Cardinals, all three games, Bo, in the AFC. Uh, we've got the Browns on August 12th, the Ravens on the 21st, the Titans last year after that ass kick. Bengals. I'm sorry, it's the Bengals. Bengals, and then we see we see the Bengals. So uh, yeah. anything jump out to you guys, Bo, when you saw that? Um, is that a thing where now where you don't play any AFC teams or what? I just realized I tweeted that was my fault. I tweeted out that it's the Bengals. It's the AFC uh, team that uh, that represented the conference in the Super Bowl. It uh, so they open up against the Bengals on the road in Cincinnati, and then they take on uh, who was it? We've Ravens. I, I don't Ravens. You got Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson at home, and then you yeah. got the then the you Titans. go to Nash Vegas. You take on the Tennessee Titans in 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 Tennessee. So yeah, I I don't know what was the question. I was just, I, well, my I, question was: Is this a thing where they always play AFC teams now in the preseason? Like you play? I don't know. Are they, are they getting away from trying to uh, teams that you fa- that you don't want to see it repeat in the regular season? I Maybe. Get, well, hopefully. Remember they used to yeah. always play Denver like ten times in the preseason. Yeah. They played the Chargers or the Raiders. Frank, mm-hmm. you know about that. I remember you know that, about that yeah. East Coast late. I remember that, that very West well. Very well. Well, you try to you try to balance it out between you know at least getting your your fans acclimated back to the NFL in that regards. And then, of course, preseason, if we're missing one game. Now it's three instead of four, um, which I do like. But just look at the names that we're facing, man. This is – and then then our schedule right behind that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's as if the NFL said, I promise you, you're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Well, like, or God, you, you're going to have to earn it. I you're promise you, you're it. not going. <laughs> God dang. Look All right, so here's – well, before we get to that, here's the offseason schedule, which uh, is worth noting because next week, big week for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the 23rd to the 25th. Note the word voluntary, guys. Uh, voluntary OTAs. Uh, we made this graphic once upon a time before Mr. Number 10 got himself suspended. Um, so please take note of that. But uh, OTAs open up next week. Then uh, June 1st through the 3rd, we continue all the way to June uh, 9th. Um, with OTAs and then mandatory mini camp. So Kyler Murray uh, is going to report no later than June 6th, we assume. Uh, I think, Bo, we talked about it yesterday with Ian Rappaport, a uh, friend of the program now, shameless plug. If you want to see that interview, it's back up on PHNX Sports on Twitter, uh, that I think Kyler Murray shows up in OTAs next week. Hollywood Brown, Olive Branch. If I'm Hollywood Brown, I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying to get extended, right? Acclimate myself to a new organization, a new team. Uh, you best believe Kyler Murray is going to come hang with me. I'm not, with all due respect to Colt McCoy, I'm not showing up for Colt McCoy throwing me, you know, <laughs> little Tweety Bird passes. I need the rocket. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's an understanding between Cliff and his veterans. And Cliff is a, is a notorious, you know, uh, player's coach that yeah. these guys need to show up for some of the voluntary work. Come go go in there, and obviously you're going to have guys that are superstars as far as behind the scenes, like like JJ Watt, and they're going to put in all the extra work, and they're going to be there to be mentors. And then you got guys who are putting the work on on their own time, and Kyler Murray, and I think he'll 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 come in and he'll do a voluntary, and then of course will be part of the mandatory. I don't see this as a big issue. It seems like the the two sides, Kyler Murray, the Cardinals organization, have an understanding as far as what's going on. If it if 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 something ha- if he's out next week we could have a different conversation, Frank. But I think that he'll be there, 
uh, and, and he'll be throwing some passes. Maybe Hollywood Brown wears that red visor, that sick mm. red visor he put on Instagram. Mm. Um, and we'll all be giddy about it. <laughs> Look, like Jalen Blair just said in the chat, man, hey, 100% I agree. He's not showing without a, without a contract. And I think consistently you, Bo, spoke heavily that the Cardinals will get this deal done by when? June-ish? June, July, this yeah, summer, June, before the yeah. season. You won't, I, he's not coming to camp unless he gets his bread. If you don't get his bread, there's no OTAs. Voluntary. Come on, Frank. Come on, Frank. Well, I'm not showing, man. I'm not coming until I get my money. Like that's, I, I hate to say that. I know, I know the conversation. What about Hollywood out. Brown? What about Hollywood Brown? You gonna hey, leave he, Hollywood he, Brown out to dry? He got. He, he's yeah. I, damn right. Yeah. He know what it, he know what this is. If I don't get paid, man, I'm not coming. And I, I think that it bodes well in the conversation that says. Look, you want me, you sign me. And if you, it makes no sense for me to come out to practice. I get rolled up. Somebody destroys my ankle, and I'm out for the season. And next thing you know, you don't want to sign me and give my See, money. And that's from still, I think he'd still get paid. There's, I, there's no I, way I, he's going to get rolled up. Nobody's going to come within. It's going to be social hey, distancing practice. It's just, it's all just just hang around. Got, just hang out. <laughs> he got hurt in one game running out of bounds, and we didn't even know he got hurt until he – until Johnny reported it, that it, it came out that, you know, he came out limping. Oh, that's nice that, to say. Hey, I, mean, I want everybody in the in the chat uh, to, to, to post whether or not you think Kyler's coming to OTAs next week. We've got Jose saying he will show um, uh, Clay Comb with a great line, Cliff's cell phone break Kingsbury. Remember that? That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Anna's asking us, what do you guys think about that Jerry, Jeremy Fowler report about Kyler Bo? Did you see that? Basically yeah. reinforcing what? That he's not coming unless he gets paid? But that's it, just like the Tom Pelissaro tweet, you know, it, it's all speculation. Like, there's no concrete evidence that says he's not going. I don't think we're going to get to that point where you think he's, he's going to get extended gonna, next week. No, 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 no. But okay. I mean, as far as OTAs, and like if we get down to training camp and he's still waiting for his new deal, yeah, that's then we'll start happening. to really, yeah, I, I don't think so either. And I think that's what Fowler said. I think that's what Pelissaro said. When we're looking at this stuff, I mean, we're seeing, Frank, Kyler Murray was out there hanging out with uh, Justin Pugh and Zach Ertz at the UFC event downtown Phoenix. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, he's, I, he, I don't he, think he's making those public appearances if he's just going to no-show when everybody no. else is showing up for work. I mean, but the optics is that I'm here, I'm doing my part, I'm around, um, I'm here just for the valley. Just city. Yeah, but I mean, it's not its not the same, man. You can get hurt standing around. You don't want that problem. You can't? Trust me, like, you, no, you don't. You can't. Yeah, you can get hurt, man. He's hes a young Maybe vibrant. if you're me, I'm 34. I, I tear an ankle just playing with my kids. But, he, but Kyler Murray, we're about to pay him generational money, and we got to worry about him just standing around at OTAs. Look, I'm telling you, man, There's it's, the, you, you have to stand your ground in regards to contract negotiating with a team that says they're going to sign you and you don't get the money when you're supposed to get the money. You want me to practice. You want me to play. Has he been to practice at at all? No. He has not shown up. Has he, not at all. He's not, he has not touched the facility in that regards. And the reason yeah, that one not, we had that one video of him working out with JJ Watt. When was that? He was wearing his short shorts. He was hanging yeah. out with JJ. They, they were having a grand old time. Like you don't do those things. If you're going to, if you're going to hold out, like hey, you, when it, you don't do everything, but show up, for practice. I would only I say I would only agree to that. I don't agree to that if we can look at his contract and it says that he has if he has a workout bonus. If he has a workout bonus, that yeah, means I don't think Tyler cares about his money this offseason. So, so thank you. Pennies so, on the dollar. And so if you saw him doing a little workout, that's fine. But I mean that to me, 
I'm just surprised. I mean, no, we're, we're coming down the stretch. And again, we're trying to develop our team. I think that they have to get the deal done before we really get into that mandatory process of conversation saying you want them there. If that's not, if that's, if that does not happen, guys, I'm, I would be absolutely surprised that he showed up under uh, at a mandatory at a mandatory camp without a new contract. I just, I mean, I just, I would, I would be surprised. I'd get a K one tattoo on my oh, butt. God. No, I'm just playing. No, let's not, <laughs> let's not do this. We don't need TMZ running with this. Good hell, we've, we've done that before. We've seen how it worked out. I love you, Frank. We, we have Bye. seen, we have seen Kyler throw passes to Hollywood. They've been hanging out in Dallas. And what's Dallas. the difference? You're just wearing yeah. your team colors in Tempe. It's just different. He's been. You can get hurt doing that. I mean, I saw somebody. You're was right. It? And and in the in the chat saying, you know, we saw Tariq Cohen. You know, you know. Poor guy tore his Achilles yesterday on Instagram. He was working out. Same thing could happen to Kyler. It's not like he's not working out elsewhere. No, I agree. Calvin Lewis. I agree with Go you ahead. on that. Yeah, let's not talk crazy about hurt. I get that quarterback hurt. Let's not start those cheeky moments. Calvin in right the there. chat. I would li- I would listen to folks that have played before insinuating Frank played. Well, you know what? Sure. I will get my high school football jersey on oh, right boy. now, Calvin. I mean, we I can start. I'll, I'll start running routes right now in my backyard. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So I think it's pretty much split here in the chat that he shows up, that he doesn't. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens. I I'm on the record. I think he's going to show up for his boy uh, Hollywood Brown. Uh, but in the meantime, I bet he's watching the NBA playoffs, and you guys should be too on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. A nonstop party. At the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays. You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you've got a shot at an even bigger payout. I think the Celtics roll. Take the Celtics money line tonight. In Miami, right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25. If one leg does not hit, it's called action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings, 21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEW-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details, Bo. We saw some video recently of uh, second-year wide receiver Rondell Moore out on the yeah. field. Getting some reps out there. Looking looking Ooh. fast. Look at Rondell Moore. He's, he's got the new braids going on. Calvin, that's what I look like in my yard, my man. <laughs> about the same height, five seven, but can John <laughs> that do coming. this? Throw it down, young fella. Hey, look, I'm so excited about him, man. Like when I say this, I, I honestly look forward to seeing how well we use him and what he brings to the table. Uh, he just when you watch his highlight film of coming out of college, a little bit, a little bit less than 1,300 yards. The guy got all the moves off on. He gave him an off on, off, off on, off step. Now you typically do that when you're running a post route. Which you can see he did that. Look, the hops, Woo! the agility, the ability. Man, I am looking forward to him having a great season. I think he is easily a twelve hundred yard receiver, at least seven to seven to ten touchdowns without what? a problem. If we find a way to if we find a get if we find a way to get the rock to him, he's explosive. He doesn't need a whole bunch. I mean, when we look at Cheetah, you're talking about four two, four, four, two, four, three speed at at, a, at at an elite level on football. We're talking about Rondell Moore runs a four one. Have you seen him when he get the ball in his hand? I mean, just his 
his ability to be elusive, his ability to get to get the top end speed pretty fast. If we get the ball in his hand pretty, if we get the ball in his hand early and often, I'm pretty sure you'll see this guy without a problem. I think he got 1,200 yards in him easy, seven to ten touchdowns. That's on offense. If we get him in how's the, Hollywood in the kick, get him hit, in. how's Hollywood going to get hits his 1,200 yards that I'm guaranteeing? This is an air raid. You, you, got a lot of, you throw bombs. All right. It's the air raid. It's not the running offense. It's the air raid. Throw the, <laughs> throw the shit out that ball. We had a tight end that caught 75 <laughs> balls last year. A tight end, 75. We had a, we had a second our second receiver caught 75 balls and uh, or 55 balls, a little bit less than 800, a little bit less than 900 yards. I mean, we're talking about if you get the ball, this offense gets to rolling. Remember what uh, Christian Kirk said last year, and Bo, he said this honestly. The standard is the standard. We we they were scoring, they was averaging thirty plus points a game at that time. They were trying to get to forty points a game because they believed that was that was in their offense. And I think we've we've upgraded our offense with the power and ability to do that. I love how they people scored. real quick in the chat yeah. just using this to drag Andy Isabella. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> They've only scored thirty eight points under Cliff. That's that's the team high under Cliff Kingsbury. Never even no forty burger for Cliff in the Arizona Cardinals yet. It's got to come at some point, but. I, I, you know, it, as far as Rondell Moore, we saw him a couple of times, like week one against Tennessee. You had the Kyler just mind boggling play where he gets out of the pocket and he makes a throw down field. You got the 77 yard touchdown and might've been burnt toast against uh, Patrick Peterson. And then you've got in that game, one of the best catches of the year by Rondell Moore, where he toe tapped. Was that against Man. the Vikings? 49 saw him. Four. Oh, was that the Niners game? Okay. Yeah. But regardless, when we the few times we saw him run routes past the sticks, he looked good. We just That's didn't right. see a lot of it. We just didn't yeah. see a lot of it. I want to see more of it. We saw the offense start doing some rinky dinky stuff. Remember JV? All he would do is this little horizontal not, bullshit. Little, I don't, motion him, let him do that little roundabout behind the quarterback, running back bull jive, and next thing you know. And then he just runs to the sideline and stand there and wait. Like that's that's not being creative, Cliff. It's just not being creative. Johnny was pissed last year. I was pissed. So get your shit together because you got to be more creative. And Rondell Moore has the ability. Look, Cooper Cup caught 140-something passes last year, and all they did was move him around consistently and and put him against guys that he could he could dominate. And I think we have that. We have that ability in our players. Hollywood could be the same. He could, we could move Hollywood the same kind of way. Of course, he's a, we consider him a deep threat, but – I believe you, you, we're gonna we're gonna see two receivers at least this year, at least two receivers with a thousand yards, and then we should see our tight end close to the same number as a thousand with those guys as well. Uh, the only concern I have with Rondell Moore is health. He hasn't been healthy since 2018 at Purdue. If he's healthy and if Cliff Kingsbury uses him vertically, uh, the sky's the limit. And uh, he is not a gadget player, uh, but they have to prove to me that they're going to use him that way. I do defer to a bigger season for Hollywood Brown just because he, he was the number one receiver on another team, on a playoff team uh, a couple of years ago. He had over 1,000 yards last year. He's done it, and he stayed healthy. I mean, he's got this narrative that he can't stay healthy. He's missed like two or three games in three years. I mean, he, he is somebody I think will sleepwalk his way to 1,000 yards in this offense. And part of it, too, is because of his rapport with Kyler Murray. I think that's a big deal. Rondell Moore, like, I don't know what his route tree looks like. Whatever, what, what, whatever pass he just caught in practice – it was probably like a slant or a screen or something like that, that he's just running home to dunk over the, the, the end zone. But I, to me, if you can put him in a position where you're getting him on a third or fourth corner, there's nobody in the NFL that can cover him like that. That's, that's when this offense will be at its deadliest. When you, when you can split out Hopkins and Hollywood Brown, and then on the inside, 
have a little bit of Trey McBride, Zach Ertz action action with all due respect to AJ Green. Please get to the sideline and Rondell Moore underneath. <laughs> to me, that that is Rondell Moore on CB four for Seattle or the Niners. You give Kyler Murray ample time, Bo. That's that's when this offense will be back to thirty plus points per game. If Rondell Moore makes the jump that Frank thinks he can make, I mean that's that's something I don't this think anybody in like twelve games is expecting. That oh yeah, nobody's expecting that. If you can get that type of production out, your wide receiver three, but also as I saw in the chat, you know your fourth option in the passing attack. Uh, and and speaking of you, you can get AJ Green off the field because you could get you can use with those two tight end sets. You could actually put. Zach Ertz, he's big enough to play that X. Am I incorrect yeah. by saying that, Frank? I think he could play a little X out there for the Arizona Cardinals with that big body or Trey McBride, whoever you feel more comfortable with. But, uh, they, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I'm getting borderline giddy uh, talking about all these weapons that Kyler Murray has. Why wouldn't you want to show up to OTAs and just throw the ball around with, with your buddies out there? I, I, I'm, I'm going to show up. When they when they cut that check, I'm I'm on the first thing smoking out the, on the field. But I, I agree with you. No, it's it, you. We can move these guys around, and we, we the idea right now in the NFL is you get the you get your talented athletes just like in the NBA right now, right? It's all about matchups, right? You, you get your most talented guys, the most athletic guys, the ball as best you can. But what you got to do is you you always go against the other team's weakness. You find their team weakness, you find what your guy does well, and you exploit the other team's weakness. And I think we have a lot of guys that we can do that with. Is it impossible to see Zach Ertz or Trey McBride line up outside as an X receiver? And we go we go a, a, a three-by-one set on one side of the field, which you have three receivers on one side and the tight end on the line on the outside standing up? No, that's not impossible. You get a little – get a rinky-dink linebacker out there and think that he can cover them, run a slant route, run a go route, like and use, them guys, use you guys wisely. We just got to see the creativity in this offense, man, that would allow it to happen. We saw so much in the first eight games or 10 games of the season, JV, and it was there. And then once once D Hops got hurt, and coach admitted it, he just did not be, he did not, he did not, he didn't get better in his in his game planning with the offense as the season progressed. And unfortunately, we became stagnant and teams teams realized that. So I think we got better offensively, athletically, with ability across the board. Um, keeping JC keeps our running game intact, which means you can't. <clears throat> keep bringing men in the box. And I think that's a great thing. Um, but Kyler Murray could have 4,000 yards passing. Is that is that too much to ask for? No. No, I he hits that every year if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, he's, he'll oh. hit that, and he'll have between five to 700 yards rushing. And and I, I would say reaching 40 touchdowns, and that will put him right back in the MVP race. Had he not missed three games last year, um, and he wins all those games and piles up a bunch of gaudy numbers. Like mm-hmm. he he would have broken every every major record a Cardinal quarterback has had during the regular season. He just he has to stay healthy. Same with Rondell. Let's talk about something that the Arizona Cardinals are number one in in their division at least. And I'm talking about the good stuff. They're number one as far as lowest beer price in the Ooh. NFC West. Ooh, look at this NFC West beer prices. You got the uh, the Bay IPA eleven fifty. If you go up to Levi Stadium, you're paying eleven dollars and fifty cents on average Man, for, a, for beer. a beer. Eleven bucks for that red Rams red ale at uh, in Inglewood. You got that, and then you got the Pacific Northwest Porter, ten dollars and fifty cents to go watch a potentially last place team, the Seahawks. <laughs> and then six fifty four dollars. Like we're looking at a four dollar difference basically for the Arizona Cardinals as far as their average beer sale in uh, State Farm Stadium. Like good on Michael Bidwell 
for this because yeah, if things do go south, at least you know where you can go. Can you imagine if you're watching a team like because the the highest uh, the the most expensive beer in the NFL guys is in Washington. Can you imagine going watching that team for fourteen dollars a beer, trying mm. to watch Carson Wentz just fail on the field for sixty minutes? Fourteen dollars. In all fairness, I got to be pissed drunk to watch the Cardinals play at home last year. <laughs> Thankfully, hopefully this this year we get it turned around and you're playing with house money buying six fifty beers. Cardinals Cardinals start raking up the uh, victories at home in 2022. We'll see that inflation that'll jump up to eight fifty next year, and I will happily pay it, Bo, if they show uh, have a better showing at, at home in 2022. That Seattle beer price, can we see that one more time, Leah? That is so egregious. Well, first of all. Well, you you spent some time in the Washington area mm-hmm. uh, like that to me in the cold weather watching Geno Smith and I got to pay nearly $11 <laughs> per beer. Uh, I think I'll stay at my house. The 12th man <laughs> soon becomes 11.5 because I'm not showing up if I'm a Seattle I think fan. I think especially with Seattle and Santa Clara, you've got some beer snobbiness going on. And mm-hmm. they probably have – they're going – they're being too cute with their beer where you just need to keep it simple, get your Bud Lights, your, your CL Smooths, your Coors Lights out there, your Miller Lights, save some coin – and get a couple more instead of the big bomber of the IPA and pay out the pay out the ass for it. Cardinal Sin in the chat real fast. He says, I figure, or she says, I figure the Lions would have the highest uh, beer sales. Uh, poor bastards. <laughs> they have the lowest uh, in terms of price. They only charge five bucks as Frank cracks. Fills <laughs> it all over the, this is why Frank. Does that go well in the studio? The Detroit oh Lions charge, charge five bucks per beer because, of course, they should. Those should. Those bad boys should be free after how many losing seasons in a row. Hey, I get this. I get. I go get it out. I get this out the refrigerator. Who shook this up and stuck it back? That's my concern right now. Who shook this up? Like Frank, <laughs> he'll get that beer when he those goes. Those are new too. That. We didn't have. We didn't have butt heavies when we Thank did the you. draft show, or we would have been partaking in them. Let's oh get my to some god. Of these. Some of these comments here. The beer yeah. might cost more than Seattle's tickets. That's a great point. That's something we should track at the end of the year. If, <laughs> if they're playing shitty uh, games to end the season at home that mean nothing, but for draft positioning, Phoenix Suns, that's a great point. That's total BS. Average is not 650. So uh, Clay Comb is is uh, is challenging the article that it, is, it does not cost. We I, th- I think we're talking probably their, their cheapest option because my guess is maybe they've got a couple different options to pick from. Uh, Gardelson says, Jesus Christ, I'm going to Detroit. Well, that makes one <laughs> of us, my man. Uh, Detroit versus everybody. You cannot find me in the Motor City. Uh, Jose saying, I'll take a six pack of Cardinals, uh, with a whiskey emoji. Well, listen, you cannot have enough alcohol at uh, State Farm Stadium watching Carson Wentz carve up your team on Christmas Day. Uh, a couple tall boys will do you some good. <laughs> Six fifty at the Cardinals game. Look, let me tell you something. The weather's so great out here. You know for a fact that the fans are sitting outside, man, and they just they pounding away some good alcohol right now, man. So six fifty. That's pretty. That's kudos for it to be six fifty. I'm surprised. I thought the price was higher. That the card. I thought the Cardinals were charging higher prices than that. But I'm glad they're not. They're gonna win a couple more home games. <laughs> Let's see how they do in those two Monday night games. And if they win those two games, then the, we'll check the price again. Michael. Well, yeah, what's the Cervezas going to be down in, in Mexico City? Mm. Over under. <laughs> That'd be a great question. Over under between who will drink more between us or? We were, if we win in Mexico City, we're never coming back. 
We'll be two and That's it. It won't be the Arizona Cardinals. It'll be Mexico City Cardinals. Cardinals, baby. Cardinals. That's the week of Thanksgiving. Won't be home to carve the turkey, honey. Just hanging out, Mexico City. You might as well. That's that's your Super Bowl, baby. You beat the Niners in Mexico City on Monday Night Football. You're just you're you're the team of the country now. You don't have tears in your beer. You've got a celebration survey. So there, as mm-hmm. far as beating the division rival, here's how you can actually save yourself some coin. If you don't want to just, if you don't want to break the bank at the beer stand, get with our new partner, OGs, OGs brands. Yeah. Frank's got the stickers on his, uh, PHNX locker shirt there. OGs is Arizona's first original scratch made cannabis kitchen. And it's dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis infused products that flavor life's journey Quality of the products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OGs is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. Their motto is flavoring life, and that's something we can get behind. Let's get tropical. They've got their tropical flavors, which are incredible. Strawberry, kiwi, raspberry, orange, pina colada. You want to venture from maybe the tropical flavors, maybe get like a orange creamsicle gummies, which tastes like a damn ice cream truck coming through your neighborhood. And you're just paying uh, whatever your parents are willing to give you to go to the ice cream truck. But it's a beautiful, delicious tasting gummy. OGs seeks to focus on life's opportune moments, consumer their product. You want to learn more about OGs? Check them out on the web, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Do people still say on the web? No, no one says that. That's not a a thing, no. (laughs) On the net? In the net, Charles Barkley. Put it in the net. Remember, have you ever seen that? Okay, never mind. (laughs) Continue on. Also, we're having it. We're having an incredible time with all these live events. It's awesome, and we want to keep it going. Right now, COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those twelve and older are also eligible for the booster. Visit azhealth.gov/slash/find-vaccine for a location near you. Oh man, we are just loving life here, PHNX Cardinals. So fired up. Being Rappaport rap sheet earlier this week. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus. We've got a guest next week. We're excited to share with you. Here in the coming days, go to the PHNX Merchandise Locker now. Not manana, now. GoPHX.com is the website. Become a member. 50 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent month. To get a free t-shirt from our PHNX Merchandise Locker, like the one I'm repping right here, maybe we're just effing better. Get the lid, you get a free t-shirt, you get a membership for the year, just under 60 bucks. Get this hat, the hottest hat in the Valley, bar none. We got black ones, white options. Anything you want at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. We got a lot of people asking as we wrap up this show, gentlemen. Where, where's the news? Where's the signing? We we touched on it a little bit with some cap dialogue earlier in the week. We figured the Cardinals post-June 1st are going to be busy. They're going to have Jordan Phillips' money free up. So I'll just put you guys on the, on the spot here. Frank, I'll start with you because I love to do that. Cardinals make one big move. What position of need are you targeting? A defensive line. I'm thinking defensive line. Just I mean, that's a, that's an obvious right now. We don't. We got to. We got to make sure we have good backups. We did. We did well in the draft with a couple of guys, um, but I think you still need to have some veteran leadership there. Defensive line off the top. Not only that is because I'm not sure if we're gonna get a full season out of JJ. That's my biggest concern right now. And I, I know he's in his last four or five years. Something has kind of st- stumped him, and he hasn't been able to finish the season. So hopefully we can get a full year. But if he's not able. You got to you got to get another well-known guy that can bring some that can create havoc 
And you got to be willing to pay him that money. Uh, somewhere between the you know numbers of nine and fifteen million, because JJ is making about twenty, I believe. If I'm, I can be correct. Stand correct on that. Yeah. 19. So, I mean, if he's in that area, you got to get, you got to, you got to be willing to pay for a big name guy right now. And the guys know that what their value is on the market. So, defensive line, I'm looking at either, either interior or definitely on the outside as an edge guy. Going with the defensive secondary, I'm going to take a cornerback just because of who's available at both positions. I do agree that uh, they could use some veteran, a veteran presence uh, to get after the quarterback. But in the defensive secondary, that's where really where they are. Uh, a little green like I think it was Kyle mm-hmm. Odegaard who used to cover the team uh, posting today that between Byron Murphy and Jeff Gladney and Marco Wilson when those guys are targeted you're seeing a QB rating over 100 against every single one of those guys in the wow. defense secondary uh, not exactly great so if you can get somebody and then there's still bodies available and guys who have played in some big games in this league you can get a cornerback to kind of be the veteran presence in that league if it's bring back Robert Alford I'm here for it um, I think that's where they really that's the, that's their need right now. Biggest need remaining. Yeah, I think they're I'm going to double down with Frank. I think they're too thin on the defensive line. Uh, and I will uh, ride ride along with Elowin five in the chat. Clowney Hicks or Sue, please. Akeem Hicks and Dominican Sue, Jadavion Clowney. Any of those guys would fire me up. Even like somebody like Carlos Dunlap, who once upon a time was a really good midseason trade for Seattle. I think was back there on a bad Seattle team last year. Still a free agent. Plenty of rotational defensive linemen. Go get one, Steve Kime. He's going to do that. I want everybody here to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. If you would, please smash that like button. We will be back tomorrow, manana, for our Friday show. Myself, Frank Bulbrock, Damian Anderson's back. He's going to join us as well. Until then, we will see you manana. Bye, everybody.